Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz 2021 playoffs presented by Zions Bank starts tomorrow. The Jazz hosting the Memphis Grizzlies 730 here at Vivint Arena. We'll have your coverage starting at 630 on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And it's back, baby. The Jazz playoff overtime call-in show is back. So after every postgame throughout the playoffs, yours truly will uh, be hosting your calls about that night's game. Uh, here on uh, the Zone Sports Network. I'm very, very, very excited, Jeff, for the playoffs. we got four games today, four tomorrow. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be really fun. I love NBA playoffs are my favorite, favorite sporting event. Are they really? I love NBA playoffs. I just, I'm a, I'm a basketball guy, so I've always been a basketball fan. and just I love the idea of what the NBA playoffs are. <laughs> it's, it's just really fun, especially when the Jazz are good and they're in it. Yep. It's it's been since I was 13 years old that the Jazz have had this much of a chance of winning an NBA title, uh, and that was what, what they say. It's the first time. Is it? It's the first time ever that the first and second seed aren't favored to come out of a conference. Re- oh, I didn't see that. Wow. I think so it's the, the first Suns time and the Jazz. Yeah. Ever that the one and two seeds aren't favored. Either the one or the two seeds not favored to come out of the West. Well, it makes sense that the Suns aren't favored, uh, especially given the fact that they drew the Lakers and even health protocol breaking doesn't cause the Lakers to miss a player. So, And no one's even favoring the Nuggets. So it's really the first three seeds. Well, do the Nuggets play today? Yes, they uh, do. The Nuggets play tonight. They're the 830 game. Hosting the That's Trailblazers. That's going to be a great series. I love me some Damian Lillard. Give me Portland in six. Give me Lillard on the Jazz at some point in his career. <laughs> He's getting too old now, man. It's not. I'll take happen. an old. I'll take an old Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take so, an old Lillard any day. You got you got my eventual East champions again. The Heat at the Bucks today at noon. You think I'm crazy for thinking that, but that's fine. You the, think the Heat are going to win the champ the East. Yep, they, I do. I do. I do. How about the disrespect of the number one team in the NBA being a plus seven fifty still to win the NBA championship? Well, fine. I'm fine with it. I don't hate it. I think that honestly, I I think that they're the Jazz have a real legitimate shot to win the whole thing this season. They do, and I think Absolutely. I think that if they do, I think that there will be documentaries and and stories written for decades about how everyone never saw it coming when they should have seen it coming. It's it, so. But current, they, so here are your current odds going into game one of the playoffs. Nets plus 40, or plus 240, so two and a half to one odds. Then Lakers at 375, the seven C. <laughs> yeah, then the Clippers. Then Clippers at 600, Sixers at 750, Jazz at 750, Bucks at 900. Where are the, the Suns? Suns are, the Suns, the number two seed in the West, are 18 to one. Yeah. And you know that's, your, your your Miami Heat are thirty five to one. Yeah, I would put I would put some money on that if I could. I so would to win the what are they to win the East? So they're twenty five to one to win the East. Yeah, uh-huh. sounds about right. 
But that's the yep. whole idea of these these numbers is it's to get people to bet on things. It's not to predict what's going to happen, right? Yeah, it's true. The, the the I got I got in at sixteen to one on the jazz. I did. I remember you told me that. I won't I won't divulge how much you put down, uh, but uh, I'm glad I know you because I think you might come into a little extra change. That'll be cool. I don't know. If they're gonna spend <laughs> on something fun. Oh man! Hey, uh, give us your calls eight five five three four zero zone. If you want to talk about playoffs, Jeff and I are game eight five five three four zero zone. We'll talk about. It. But we need to get back into the car world. The do good feel good event now through the end of May. We're gonna be live next Saturday again. Doing the show live for the uh, finale. Yeah, from the right. We're doing it from Midtown, right? Or we're doing it Southtown. Uh, well, we the first one was supposed to be at Midtown. It got moved to Southtown because of the space. I think. Uh, I think we'll probably be at Southtown again. They seem. They. They yeah. said there's more space at Southtown. Yeah, it's the, nice to be able to spread out a little the, bit better. It's for the show to set up, and uh, we're, we're we're high maintenance here in radio. We need a table to sit at. You do. <laughs> table, we, we bring you water occasionally. <laughs> That's right. We're, we are quite nice to you. <laughs> well, so we'll have some fun there. But every new or used car sold now through the end of May, $75 is donated to one of the seven Love Promise charity partners. And uh, Roger and I went over each and every one of them last week, Jeff. There's some new ones in there, like the Summit Land Conservancy uh, and the uh, the street, I, I always mispronounce it. The dog one, the the homeless street, dog. Street, street dogs crew. Street dogs crew. Uh, some pretty cool stuff. And then of course, fit to recover, discover gateway, on and on and on. Yeah, we're we're really excited to partner with all these great nonprofits. And it'll lead into partner. We'll pick a couple, we'll pick a couple of them for the end of, or the end of the year event again, because share the love will be back on this winter. Cool. Uh, and if you're not in the market for a newer used vehicle right now, you can still partake and participate in the Do Good, Feel Good event by going to the Mark Miller Subaru Facebook page and voting for which of these charities strikes your heart the the, the strongest. And uh, there will be a first, second, and third place uh, donation made to each of them as well. And you might even find some information on how you could possibly win a three-year lease on a new Impreza. Uh, am I eligible to win that three-year lease on the new Impreza? You are not, because you're considered a Mark Miller Subaru employee indirectly. Because ah, the sorry. twenty the 2021 Impreza is my car. That's the car I need to have in my in my world right now, Jeff. I love the new the new Impreza. The um, the 21 Impreza and the 20 Legacy, I think, are the under the radar vehicles on the market right now. I love those Legacies. Yeah. If I wasn't driving my plug-in, I'd be driving a Legacy. Yep. People, like they're people, not, it's the sedan market for everything has just gone down to so little people are buying sedans anymore. But I love the sedan. Yeah, me too. And, and that's the, the the good thing about the sedan market is it's getting overlooked. People don't even consider it, and so the price is a little, little more friendly, and you get more yeah. car for your buck. I like you it. Absolutely, can the legacy? Then I mean, as you see some of the supplies dwindling too, you're still seeing some of those sedans on the on the dealer lots. Let's see how many legacy sedans we have at Midtown right now. Let's look. We've got um, we got seven of them. Wow! <laughs> so you could drive one home today. You don't you have to drive one home today. And do you know what the cool one is? The turbo ones because they put the turbo back in it this year. Oh yeah! So they that have was... a legacy touring XT, and that car is fast and fun. 
and just beautiful uh, inside and out. I love the interior of the Legacy. I have, I don't mean to sell, but I really, really, really think people need to consider the Legacy more. I love the Turbo. That Turbo Legacy is such a fun car. I, it, was one of, it was my first Subaru I ever bought. It was back in 2004 when I came back to Salt Lake. I bought, it was the first car I ever bought myself. Mm. It, was a, it was a 2005 Legacy GT Turbo. <laughs> I love that car. Wow. And now it's got the turbo back in it. That now it's got the turbo back in it. That's key. That's key, really. Because it's a, it's a fine car without the turbo. But once you get that turbo, then you're like, okay, now it's also a fun car. It's not just it's a the fine same car. Mo- when I put perspective in that of size of a legacy sedan, it's the same motor that's in the Ascent. <laughs> so you look you look very unassuming driving around yeah, in Yeah, it's a big motor. <laughs> but you get up and go. It's I love it. It can be. It's kind of like, and I mean this complimentary. It's the mullet of sedans. Is business in the front, but party under in the back, so to speak. Party underneath. Yeah. Like I got, I got where you're going with that. Yeah. You you look like you're just driving a sedan, but you've got that turbo ascent sized engine underneath the hood. Pretty dang cool. All right, uh, I got to tell you about the Pope. I've been dying to tell you about the Pope. So the Pope mobile. The Pope. The Pope mobile. Uh, the Pope is a progressive Pope. He wants to uh, take care of the world. He wants to be more environmentally friendly. And there's a uh, EV company, Fisker. Not the when I first saw Fisker, I was like the the scissors company. They're making cars now. No, it's a different, and it's not the cat food company either. Uh, Frisker. It's Fisker. Uh, they announced yesterday they plan to build an electric Pope mobile for Pope Francis. Based on its forthcoming ocean EV, yeah, it's gonna have solar panels on top of a little Pope barrier where the Pope looks out. Yeah, a little pop-up Pope barrier. Uh, pop-up solar panels. <laughs> look, it, it's not anything awesome to really look at. It's funny. It's funny looking. The Pope mobile has always been funny looking, but it's less. It's less golf cart look uh, like uh, the, the the bubble type car that he's been driving around this is actually it looks just kind of like it looks kind of like a big mini okay all right yeah i can get on board with that i was gonna say like i was gonna say uh, yeah kind of like a ford flex but with a little more sexiness to it mm-hmm. yeah until they pop up the pope mobile part but hey if you were the pope and we'll get to you in one second ken ken's on the line real quick jeff if you were the pope would you be going out in public like that Well, I think you don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the Pope may, as as powerful as the Pope is. I don't feel like the Pope makes many decisions in his own life. <laughs> I would make a Pope lookalike go out in in the the Pope bubble car. Uh, like how many choices do you think the Pope actually makes? It's <laughs> a good it's a good point. <laughs> All right, eight five five three four zero zone. Ken has been patient while I talked about the Pope. Ken, thanks for calling in. I understand you have a question. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I guess you can hear me okay? Yes, thank you. <clears throat> a couple of, couple of years ago, me and my wife invested into a 2019 Chevy Equinox. And uh, come to find out, she does not care for it. Uh, it uh, seems like she gets a – she's used to driving a Jeep Wrangler okay. where you can see all around. Yeah. But evidently, this Equinox, she hates it because – she had blind spots. So 
Recently, she's been looking, uh, she's been wanting a hybrid, uh, a standard hybrid. And I don't know that much about the hybrids, and I'm trying to uh, go on, online to see uh, if I can learn anything. And I, I've learned some, but uh, I, I guess I would have to go in and ask questions at the dealership. Now, we, we like the Forester, and, or we like the Crosstrek. Do they, now, I'm trying to find out if either one of those come as a, as a hybrid. So, Ken, so I'm, I actually drive the Crosstrek hybrid. And what it is, is it, it's not a standard hybrid. It's, a, it's what's called a plug-in hybrid. No, it's so not, a plug-in hybrid is, is you plug it into the wall, and you can run it completely on electric, and then it runs on gas when the electric runs out. That, that would be the Crosstrek. Yeah, that'd be the Crosstrek. And that's what Subaru has in their hybrid world now. The Forester doesn't come in uh, as a hybrid? Nope. nope. So the Forester does not come uh, in a hybrid right now. Subarus are going to come out with a full electric vehicle next year. Okay. But not so, the only uh, hybrid they have is the plug-in Crosstrek. But the, the plug-in kind of gives you the best of both worlds because if you're only driving short trips too, like by short, I say under 15 miles. Yes, you I, can my, stay my wife forever. and I, we're retired. So uh, we just, we'll just drive it around town, you know. Go to the yeah, store. So in that case, you probably there. could stay on almost off the gas almost completely. If you're just plugging in at home when you get home. And do what? I'm sorry. So like my car, for example, I have a level two charger in my garage. So I plug it in at night. And so I'm at 100% charge in the morning. And then I get to work and I charge it at work. And so I'm, I'm pretty rarely driving on gas. Okay. So you, you, have, you own a plug-in? Or yeah, a standard so hybrid. It's a plug-in crosstrek. The plug-in crosstrek. Okay, it's not gas. Not 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 at all. So, so it has gas in it too. So it's a plug-in hybrid. So it has a gas. It has a uh, twelve-gallon gas tank as well. And you said but I the gas you... only kicks out when you're going over sixty-five miles an hour, or if you run out of power. Oh, okay. So I, I could probably find find out a little bit more about these uh, hybrids if I went into your dealership, right? Yeah, so if you go into, I would go, recommend going to our Midtown store on that because they're a little bit more familiar on the plug-in side. And generally, we just, we have to track them down because they're not technically they're not for sale in the state of Utah. And so we track them when we get them in from California and Oregon. But okay, we're so able, Midtown. We're able to track I'm sorry. Them down yeah. If we have customers that want them. Did you say Southtown? Uh, Midtown, so our, our South Salt Lake store on 35th and State. Yeah, okay, Midtown. Okay, that would be the best place to go ask questions. Yeah, so, and, and on, generally, on this, our uh, general sales on this 2019 Equinox, obviously, I, mean, I don't want to hold on to it. It only has 8,720 miles on it. What what uh, trim is it? What's that? Well, is it an L, an LS, an LT? What is it? Uh, it's an LT. It's got the sunroof and the whole bit, but it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have all the the goodies on it. But uh, I guess I think it, it's it's a all drive LT. I believe. I believe. So it is all. It's all wheel drive. Yeah. Okay. So did you, remember, did you buy it new or used? Uh, supposedly I bought it new. Bought new a couple of years ago. That this was a couple of years ago, yeah. Remember what you paid down. for? What's that? Do you remember what you paid for? 
Oh, it was, um, well, they, I traded in my truck, and uh, I think uh, it was around 30000 Huh. I, I just say, with the prices on those right now, like just on anything on the market, you might find that you haven't really lost that much money in the last couple of years. I have what? You, you might find that you haven't lost that much money in the two years of ownership on that car compared to what you normally would just because of the market. Okay, so is, is, is it best? I mean, I don't want to sell it myself. I don't want to go through it. If I traded it in towards something I'd like to, at your dealership, would I get a decent uh, price? Yeah, right now you get a great price on that car. Uh, what, okay. what we'll do is we'll just bring, it, just bring it down with you when you come in to look at the cars, and we'll have our guys put a number on it, and they'll, they'll appraise it. And Right now the demand for used cars is so high that most people are getting more than they were getting a year ago for their cars. Okay. So is there, is there a, uh, a salesman that you recommend uh, could answer right, a If you're looking questions? for the plug-in, why don't you ask, ask for George Roska. He does, a, he does this radio show every once in a while, too, and he's down there today. And he actually owns a Crosstrek plug-in that he can actually show to you that he has. Okay, Jordan, you said? George. George, George. Okay. Yeah. And can I tell him that you recommended him? Yep. Yeah, just tell him that you're, you're a listener on the radio show, and I told you yeah. to talk to him. But, but tell him that I do not recommend him. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> love, I love George. George okay. is the best. George is the best. George what again? George Roska. R-O-S-C-A. Roska. Okay. All right, Ken. Thanks, Good Ken. luck. Appreciate hey, it. well, thanks for the info. Uh, I just want to know, uh, you know, that's about about all I needed. So, anyhow, thanks again. Thank you, George. Uh, no Ken, we'll see you at the store. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, Austin, that's one of those crazy ones, right? So, like, it's a car he bought two years ago. Yeah. For thirty grand, and that car's still probably worth in the low to mid twenties right now. Yeah. Whereas in normal times, it'd be worth fifteen grand. Yeah, and and I. You know, I, I was doing a little research. A thirty grand Equinox when it was brand new, that's like the top of the line Equinox. So if he really did buy it two years ago, this is the this is the fully loaded one. If it was thirty grand, I mean, auction prices on that car with thirty thousand miles on it are well, like twenty three grand. It's he said, crazy. He said it's only got eight thousand miles on it. I know, like that car is. <laughs> I mean, that car is a mid twenties car. It's a it. That's a new car. Honestly, that, if we're on the scale here. That's pretty crazy. much a new car. Yeah, I mean, it's just the used car market right now is crazy. That's why when we're talking about people buying used cars right now, I just, if you can hold off, it's generally not a bad idea to hold off. This is a car dealer telling you not to buy a car. <laughs> get beyond that idea. <laughs> well, But it's just used car prices, are they're, they're a little high right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeff... That's good on you for doing saying that because that is what you guys are about. I just told someone yesterday that called in and won Jazz playoff tickets. He also asked me about uh, the Forester and what because he needs to. He's in the market, and I said, "Well, the good thing that you can believe in at Mark Noah Subaru is you go down there and talk to them, and if it's wrong for you, they'll tell you it's wrong for you. They're not just going to uh, put you in a spot. Uh, we're going to try and take care of our customers as much as we possibly can. So yeah, uh, and then the other thing is, Jeff, you're a Subaru dealer. You're not taking a Chevy Equinox, are you? Yeah, we absolutely will. We take everything. <laughs> yeah. I was used to tell jokes about our old general manager, Glenn Creaky. He used to, used to have a we'll take anything sales, where yeah. we would take livestock, guns, <laughs> like 
crazy stuff. No guns. We walk, no across, guns. They'd walk across the street to the pawn shop that's on 37th and State and get a price on it and <laughs> take it on trade. What does the pawn shop, what does a, a, a bushel of apples go for at the pawn shop these days? No, like the, I, the you took a steer in, like you took a cow in on trade. To the pawn and, shop? No, he took oh. our our GM. He was familiar with it. I mean, he has a ranch and he's a rancher in North Dakota at one point. And he was familiar with it and took the steed and took it down and took it to the slaughterhouse and got some meat out of it. <laughs> took wow. it on trade. I, I don't know what a cow costs, but it's worth enough for a down payment, apparently. Can you buy a cow on eBay? I'm not sure. I don't have to, not to <laughs> you can buy anything on eBay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you've got a, a car of any maker model, it's worth getting it appraised at Mark Miller Subaru. You guys aren't going to turn away something just because you're a Subaru dealer. You are a car store. No, I and mean, we'll take anything from, I mean, we take anything from cars that even need to go to the junkyard. I mean, we'll take cars and we've taken cars in as low as two or 300 bucks up to as high as 60, 70, 80,000. Hmm. Know, we'll we've, we've taken cars in, we've done two for one trades on cars where someone's traded in a car and bought two, gotten two cars for the price of their trade in. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. Ken and Jack, they're the only ones in the drawing so far, so you have a good shot at winning that oil change. 855-340-ZONE. And actually, I'm told Jack opted out of the drawing. So, Ken, is the you, you would still have a one-and-two shot if you called in right now between you and Ken. 855 Right now, Ken's getting an oil change. <laughs> when he so comes he's going to get it on his Equinox, and then he's going to trade it into us. Exactly, yep. <laughs> uh, all right, coming up on the other side, i got to tell you about the thing that your car is what, – what is the most vulnerable part on your car right now? No matter what car you have, it's the most vulnerable part. Mazda is in the news we got to get to. And a little kitty cat made the headlines today for a very strange – uh, story, but it, it ends well. We'll tell you about that and more on the other side of Utah Car Sense. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Phone lines are uh, filling up. But there's still room for you. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in and shares with us a question, a comment, a story, answers the poll question of the week. You're entered into the drawing for an oil change. And, Jeff, uh, the phone lines are, are coming along. Let's get out to some more calls. What do you say? Let's do it. John is next on Utah Car Sense. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? We're fine. What's going on, bud? Uh, so I got a, uh, just a question on you talking about used cars market being good. I'm just I have a uh, rebuilt, restored title car, and I just want to like I put a lot of miles on cars, and I was going to drive it into the ground, and I feel like I I want to switch out to something else, but I I've never tried to sell a rebuilt, restored car, so. I don't know what the market is like with those right now, or if ships would even take it in as a trade. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what, what is the car? car? Yeah, it's a 2015 Acura TLX. Yeah, TLX. How many miles? Oh, I got 130,000 miles on it now. 
So, I mean, rebuild, restore is always an interesting one because the, the old rule of thumb used to be at a, at a car dealership was on a rebuild, restore, you get half a book, right? So whatever book is, we would take that and you just divide it by two. But in this market, I mean, we, we don't deal in rebuild, restore, but we have a bunch of wholesalers that do. And it's just like everything else. The value of all those cars with, the, with supply being so low is going up. People will buy anything right now. So, Jeff, when you, when you say you don't deal in rebuilt, that doesn't mean you won't take it on as we, a trade. We take them in on trade. We just we don't we don't take them on trade to put them on the lot. We'll take them in on trade and we wholesale them to a wholesaler who puts them on their lot. Yeah. Okay. So right now, because the demand for those wholesalers, they need cars so bad, they're paying more for even for rebuilt restored. So you might get more, you'll probably getting more for that rebuilt restored right now than you would have gotten eighteen months ago. Or, or eight months from now, even. Hopefully, you know, so. It's this a great time to try and sell that car. Yeah. I've been see, looking on just KSL, watching, and there's some on there, and they always sell. Like, I mean, mine has high miles, but still, I'm like, man, I just put it on and get rid of it now while I have the shell. Here's, here's a crazy one, too, is I know you're putting on KSL because you don't think you can get that much from a dealer. I would go to some of these wholesale lots along – some of the ones on like State Street, for example, and just try and see what they'll give you on a bid. You might get more than what you think you're going to get on KSL. Yeah. To go, to go take it to where? Just take it to any used car lot. Oh. And say, hey, what will you give me for this car? You might be surprised. Huh. Uh, in fact, well, I think I think Jeff is right, John. If you do that, make sure you have a ride home. Uh, because you'll probably hear a number and go, yeah, you can have this car. I mean, yeah. John, I'll tell you right now, there have been some cars that we've taken to auction in the last month or two that have sold at auction for thousands of dollars more than our final retail price. Wow. Like, huh. what, what some of these used car lots are paying for cars right now is crazy. And I don't see how they can sell them. It's insane that way. So I would... If you're th- if you have a list on KSL, I would take it to use car lot and see if they'll give you what you have on, on KSL for because you might be surprised. Yeah. And if you do that, I want to call next week telling me that I was right or not. <laughs> uh, well, I might try it. You should. I think you should uh, go for yeah. it. And I want to call next week to see what happens. Yeah, we'll wait for it. You go. Thanks, guys, and go Jazz. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Go Jazz, John. Go Jazz, John. Hey, did you? By the way, the Athletic just released their predictions for the series. Uh-oh. So they do the scout, the coach, and the executive, right? Yeah, this is Sam Amick's piece, right? Yep. So scout, Utah on five, coach, Utah on four, executive, Utah on five. Yeah, I read that last night, and the coach is why I'm feeling like it's a sweep. Yeah, that's what you're talking about, right? Yep. Who, do, who else do they guard? Like, they put Dylan Brooks on, right? You put Dylan Brooks on Mitchell and – Who's going to guard Bogdanovich? Who's going to guard Conley? Who's going to guard the rest of them? Yep. And then Just if they do, kick, it'll be game over. And if they do guard those guys, then you hit Rudy in the middle. It's it's just not a good matchup for for the men. Rudy goes cases. off for twenty five and fifteen for the entire series. Uh, let's get back out to the phone lines. Preston is holding. Hi, Preston. Yeah. Hi. How's it going? We're great. What's going on? Hey, so I was actually just going to call and see, you know, what's the, what am I going to be getting um, performance-wise with an STI as opposed to just, you know, a standard WRX? 
like what performance upgrades is there with the STI? And how much more am I going to be looking? Am I looking like $10,000 more? You're looking like a $35,000, $40,000 ring? So it depends on, I mean, it really depends if you're going from the STI from a top line WRX, right? So WRX starts in the $29,000 range. STI is going to the 40s. And your biggest difference in it is just the STI is going to have all of the top of the line parts, right? So it's going to be, it has a bigger, more horsepower on it. You're going to get up to 310 horsepower. You're going to get the Brembo brakes. You're going to get a different driver control system. It's just higher quality components. For your okay. So, I mean, for general driving, just looking for a fun all-wheel drive sedan, most people, the, S the WRX is plenty. Right. Plenty of power, plenty of excitement. But if you really do want that top-of-line Subaru experience, it, without question, you're going to be going up to a STI. Okay, that's all I was wondering. All right. Thanks, Preston. Good luck. Thank you. 855-340-ZONE from Preston uh, to Neil. Good morning, Neil. Welcome to Utah Car Sense. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I just heard your question earlier, and I wanted to tell you I just paid $65 for a tank of gas. What do you drive? I drive a Honda Pilot. 65 is not bad for a, for a tank like that. Uh, Good tank. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, Bill. thanks. That was it. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. That's all we got. Sixty-five <laughs> that, bucks for a tank. <laughs> that's all it takes to get in this drawing, man. Sixty-five dollars. <laughs> so I filled up on my way in today. Uh, is this it, like asking a is this like asking a politician what a gallon of gas gallon, a gallon of milk costs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing here today. Yeah. Okay, just checking. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. <laughs> Jeff is on the line. Hi, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? We're good. How are you? Hey, about, all right. About the uh, F-250, no, the F-150 Lightning. Yes. Uh, only, only problem I have with that is, uh, well, several problems, is all these manufacturers are making electric cars, which is fine. I don't care. Uh, problem is no one's building an electric power plants. No one wants to build uh, uh, a coal fire plant, and nobody wants to build a nuclear plant. And you can't put a pebble in the creek in there in California, you know, they'll kill, you know, uh, some little fly or something. <laughs> but we need power plants, or we're going to have rolling blackouts, and nobody's going to be driving their cars because they're not charged. Yeah, that's the old, uh, that's the old infrastructure problem, isn't it? Yeah. That is the goal of the Indeed. infrastructure stuff that you're hearing in all of the places, that we need to build a new grid. We need to build a modern electric grid. You're... 1,000% correct. And what and how you do that and what it looks like, there's a lot of arguments on what that is, but we absolutely need to be putting billions of dollars into the electric grid of this country. I do not doubt that at yeah. all. Good point, Jeff. Good point, Jeffs. Yep. Both of you. Jeffs. Yeah. I like it. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for calling in. 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, while we wait for our next caller, Jeff, just real quick, the Mazda 6. Uh, I don't remember. Do you? What is your thought on Mazda in general? Are you a fan? I think they make some nice cars for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the funny thing about it is, is like all of these manufacturers have come so far in the past decade. It's crazy. Yeah. Like the quality of cars is as good as it's ever been. Right. 
And so, I mean, what used to think was a Mazda is completely different as now, and everybody just making better and better cars. Yeah. Well, so, uh, the, the Mazda... I do like, I like the look of some of the Mazdas too, for sure. Yeah, I do. Uh, the Mazda midsize sedan, Mazda 6 midsize sedan, it's going to be discontinued. The 21 will be its last. Uh, it won't return for 2022, but they are rumored to be working on a new rear-wheel drive platform and an inline-six engine for a future Mazda 6. So it's dead for now, the Mazda 6. Well, it's like we had the same conversation a little earlier about sedans. It's just they're just hard to sell. And it's sad because they're, I love them. Yep. But yep. they call it the death of the sedan for reasons It's because it used to be you got the sedan because that's how you got the best gas mileage and everything. And now they've been able to figure out how to, right? I mean, they're able to get better gas mileage in a crossover. Yeah. So more people, they want that little extra cargo space just in case they need it, even though 95% of people never use the cargo space ever. Right. So that's a good you point. see a lot of people buying SUVs. I mean, it's not a bad thing for us because in the Subaru world, that's pretty much what we do. Yep. But it's sad to see the Legacy not. I mean, the Legacy is probably our lowest selling car. And it's, it's, it's of any it's of the amazing, models we have. It's a beautiful car. People would it's a gorgeous be, car. Be and I, like I said, that Legacy XT is so much fun. Hey, uh, Wade had a question, Alex. He couldn't make it on air. Alex, what was Wade's question? Oh, he is oh, on air. Hi. Oh, hi, Wade. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that was quick. I just got my car. I heard you guys talking. I used to have it on that sports talk channel here. Um, um, cars talk. I'm not sure. I had to call you guys and give me a number. I have a 1985 Mercedes-Benz 280SL. And uh, I got it in 88. It's only got like 66,000 miles. And it's, it's in pretty darn good shape. I'm thinking about selling it. And I'm thinking, how do I find a price on something like this i kind of got snooping around the best i could on the internet i'm seeing everything from seven thousand to thirty seven thousand dollars is that you convertible is it a sedan? what is it road. it's a 280sl so it's a little like the 450 sl but it's kind of gray market it doesn't have the big bumpers i haven't driven it much in the past 10 years and sometimes i drive it and guys would in the gas station go, oh, that's the little car guys want. Here, why don't you do this, Wade? Um, why don't you why don't you email me some information on it and I'll see if I can set you up with somebody. Do do what? Why don't you email me personally some information on that car and I will look yeah. at it and see what we can do. And if I can get you some connections on someone who can get you some good valuation on it. So just email me at Jeff awesome. M at mmsubaru.com. Jeff M at mmsubaru.com. Yep, and just email me a picture of it and just some of the information on it, and I will see what I can do for you. I'm happy to help. Wow, awesome. Jeff M. Say that again. I'm just driving around. At, Jeff M. At mmsubaru, like Mark Miller. mmsubaru.com. Oh, Mark Miller Subaru. I'll do it. I'll do it. Thanks. Hey, I'm just curious. What color is that S? S-O. It's red. It's a neat little car. Yeah. A little red two-door convertible, right? Yep. Right. Yep. Very cool. You see them in the old 80s movies all the time. So That's what it is. It's an 85. And, and, uh, and it's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Email it to me, and I'll see what I can do to get you some information on it. That's cool. Thanks, guys. That's neat. Cool. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Wade. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. Uri is on the show again. Hi, Uri. 
Hey, Austin uh, and Jeff. Uh, yeah, you, you guys were talking about the new F-150 uh, earlier, and uh, I drive an F-150 now um, and, and the range on it. Um, uh, as far as mileage, you know, I really enjoy uh, my current truck. I enjoy filling up and, and seeing that I can go 600 miles on a fill. And I don't know the 300 miles would move the needle for most truck owners. Yeah. Uh, that is just not enough. Um, I think, I think they have to go probably well into the four hundreds before, uh, it would pique anyone's interest. Um, that's going to be the hard Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, especially if you're towing, I mean, my, my mileage drops down quite a bit when I'm towing, mm-hmm. uh, you put a load behind the battery vehicle and I think that mileage will drop quite a bit. Um, that said, uh, I don't think most car owners understand the pain of not even being able to get a full tank of gas uh, when you go to the gas station. Uh, most pumps shut off at $100, and uh, that's anymore, at least with gas prices, that I can't get a full tank of gas. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe some will. I don't know. But I think that, that range is just uh, so valuable to us truck owners. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people posting pictures yesterday about they were surprised that their tank was ending right on $100. And I kind of rolled my eyes and went, well, that's probably got a limit at that gas station. That's probably what's going on there. It's not that everyone's happening to spin it right on 100 Right, yeah. Most gas stations will limit you. Some will limit you at 75 And, you know, that's like barely over half a tank. Man. Well, well, Jeff, why are so they doing anyway, that? Is that is that supply driven? Why? Well, why I mean, that's that, going to yeah. be supply stuff. If they're thinking they're going to run out of gas at our station that day, they don't want to turn away customers, so they're rationing. But yeah. you don't see that very often. Very good point, especially about the mileage, because yeah, it's about half what your combustion truck's giving you right now. So, thanks, buddy. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I hadn't real, I hadn't put that into consideration, Jeff, just because. I think electric vehicles, uh, 300 miles, that's that's about what I want to start seeing. But then when you add in the fact <laughs> that that's, bless you, half of what Thank the truck you. usually gives you, then it's almost not worth it at all. Totally. Yeah. 855-340-ZONE. A few minutes left to uh, get your name in the drawing if you'd like to. Jeff, there's a part of everybody's vehicle right now that is the most expensive sought-after part in the market especially for thieves, and that is the catalytic converter. Oh, my gosh. Right? We have very issues with that at car, store, at car dealerships. The Automall has problems with the, the truck stores all the time. Uh, uh, and uh, Pat Reavy of KSL says there's a 600% rise this year in Utah catalytic converter thefts. And so the police are, you know, going about, going about with some undercover investigations and putting plants uh, planted cars to try and catch thieves. They just recently busted a storage unit that was full to the gills, $100,000 worth of stolen catalytic converters. But when wow. you think but when you think about it, Jeff, $100,000, that's only about 100 catalytic converters. And that's the problem with the catalytic converter th- thefts is it's fast and easy to to get. It doesn't take long if you've got uh, uh, the right kind of cutter the right tools you just yeah. go right under it cut right off and you can load up you can take 15 20 of them in no time and what they're really trying to crack down on is because you can't 
there's not a really great way to stop it from happening. There is a better way to stop it from being sold. And what they're cracking down on is these metal shops that are just taking, uh, they're not even looking at to see if it's got a Where rough it cut, from. if it's got some filing on it. Yeah, they, they're not asking any questions. They're just taking it and giving the money out. And that's where they're trying to crack down on it. Totally. It's a, I mean, it's a problem. I mean, we did, Audible has patrols to go around now watching for people doing that. It, that's it, the biggest thing they see. Gal, and, and it's, it makes sense because there's a lot of lost business, lost revenue that way. Uh, what is your number one suggestion for people to avoid getting their catalytic converter stolen? Park your car inside. Yeah. Yep. Have an alarm on your car. Even then, it's it's yeah, not. Yeah, if you have an alarm, it. most alarms have proximity sensors or vibration sensors in them. So when they feel that vibration, they're going to set an alarm, and if someone's cutting that off and hears that alarm, they're going to run. Yeah, move your junk out of the garage onto the driveway and put your car in the garage. That's my suggestion. Yeah, right? yeah. The the oh. thief doesn't want your junk; they want your car. So put they the car the in converter. the garage. Yeah. <laughs> they just want the converter. <laughs> hey, uh, Tom. Price of metal so much. It's going to get to the point where the price of steel goes up so much, they might start taking body finals. Oh, man, uh, you can see it happening. <laughs> Tom is with us now. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Hi. Uh, yeah, I own a 2008 Subaru Impreza, um, and one of my buddies actually has the uh, the 2.5 Legacy. His heads huh? recently went out on his Legacy, and I'm just curious um, if that's something I, I kind of need to worry about or if there's any kind of preventive maintenance or anything I can do to avoid that. Good question. So, I mean, generally keeping up on your preventive maintenance without question is the best idea just to follow what's in the guidebook on what to do and checking. But as far as frequency of repair, you see, we do see that a little bit more in the legacies than we do in the presence. We don't see as many head gaskets in presence as we do in the legacies. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Just be, just be aware okay. of it. How many miles on your Okay, present? maybe. Um, it's, I just crossed over 130,000. Oh, nice. Well, low miles. For yeah. Yeah. Car. It's actually, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, rebuilt, restored salvage title. Okay. Um, yeah, got it for five grand. Luckily that was nice, nice to be able to buy it out. Right. Um, yeah, I just, with his going out, it kind of made me curious cause I, I've heard things, uh, you know, about some, some of the Subaru's heads blowing out and you yeah, have to get would, a machine or replace checking on it making sure you're, you're checking it for leaks and things like that and solving them when they're there okay awesome um and then uh, one other question uh, i was gonna say one other question do you think the jazz sweep the the grizzlies i do jeff is not as confident. i call the general i call the gentleman sweet but <laughs> i don't think it gets past five jeff is a jazz hater notorious i think oh, i mean i think the oh, eight and a half point spread would be a I'm great kidding. bet for sunday jeff this is, is not betting the odds but i think that the Jazz win Sunday by 15 to 20. I'm kidding, Tom. Jeff is one of the biggest Jazz fans I know. I was just giving, <laughs> giving him shine because he doesn't think the Jazz can sweep. So. No, I, I, I kind of think they do. I think they do. Occasional game off. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tom. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Enjoy the playoffs. Yep, thanks. Yep. Hey, uh, Adam is with us. Just a couple minutes left. Hi, Adam. Yeah, hey, I was uh, hearing you guys talk about the gas pump, uh, the $100 shutoff. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't uh, frequently been in a situation where I'm buying $100 of gas, so I don't have firsthand experience, but my background is in banking. And I would suggest trying to go inside and pay inside instead of pay at the pump. When you swipe your card at the pump, it doesn't know how much gas you're going to buy when it first authorizes it. 
So if you only have $5 in your account, it's not going to let you buy $100 of gas, you know. So when it, when it authorizes, it has to pick a number, and I think they just generally pick $100. It's a round number. Okay. And uh, yeah. if you, once, you, once you hit the $100, it shuts off because that's how much they authorized your card for. I see. But I bet if you go inside and sense. say, I want $150 of gas, they'd, they'd do it. Well, that's a good point because I've seen when I swipe my card at some places, it just automatically uh, puts it on credit, even if it is a debit debit credit. Yeah. And I've seen that hold yeah, that $100 hold on my account. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you looked online, you'd see $100 pending on there until it until the right amount posts. So. Okay, good, good, just, good point. Just a tip. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, because I think there's a lot of people that uh, are they like you, like you already said, Jeff, that want more than a hundred, but the automatic pump doesn't let them do it. So, all right, Jeff. Uh, well, we had ten callers, but amazingly, oh, I got all ten of them. Right, numbers on them as we speak. Well, the problem is only five want to be entered into the drawing. So, okay, who, are the, who are the five? The five are Ken, John, okay. Preston, Neil. And Jeff. Okay. I've got numbers on all of them. All right. I randomized it. Alex Lundberg, our crack mathematics professor behind the glass. Pick us a number between one and five. We're going five because that was my that's my prediction for how many games it'll take for the Jazz to, to be. Uh, he agrees on the gentleman's sweep. I like <laughs> it. He's a smart man. Five is a number between one and five. Jeff, who wins the uh, oil change? The winner is Ken, who called in about the plug-in hybrid. Well, there you go, Ken. So we'll uh, get that info off. You'll hear from Jeff Miller's people at Mark Miller Subaru, and uh, we'll get you taken care of. Jeff, uh, I will talk to you next week when the Jazz are up three games to none, and you'll owe me an apology. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, buddy. Have a good week. Have a good week. See you guys. Uh, That's Jeff Miller for Alex Lundberg behind the glass. I'm Austin Horton. Uh, The Jazz playoffs start tomorrow at 6.30, 7.30 tip-off right here on The Zone. Coming up next, though, Alex and Jake Hatch have the Saturday show for you. Stay tuned.